This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Outbound Squad, formerly Blissful Prospecting, hosted by Jason Bay. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Jason Bay is a leading sales expert, and he talks with other leading sales experts to get you the information you need. I've recent episode, he talked about how much time you need to spend prospecting really really eye-opening. Check it out. Uh, listen to the Outbound Squad wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Laura Nelson. She's marketed, sold to, and collaborated with local businesses for over 10 years of her career as a marketer and business manager. She's currently the Vice President of Marketing at Signpost, following roles with Broadly, Reputation.com, and Patch. She earned an MBA from the University of Michigan and a BFA at Carnegie Mellon University. So Laura, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen, thanks for having me. So what did you work on in your uh, fine arts? I was a painting, drawing, um, printmaking, specialists. So mostly two-dimensional two works. However, through the program, we had to learn how to use every medium from the traditional media to uh, com computer-based video, yeah. everything yeah. in between. So, so w what do you do with that now in life? I do, do you st still, still paint? Or? Yeah. Awesome. I do still practice my art. I, I draw quite a bit and make prints of it and you know, give them to friends or sell them. The pandemic was a great opportunity to get back into it, just right. given that I had more spare time. Yeah, as I, we picked all up the man I picked up the mandolin. Oh, and, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of people did that. Yeah. So, so let's say you are at Signpost, for those that don't know, Signpost specializes in, in a lot of uh, local marketing uh, tactics. So we're gonna talk about local, national differences in marketing. So let's start there. Are there any significant differences, uh, say, for a plumber versus, say, a software company when it comes to digital marketing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a plumber primarily is trying to attract homeowners, you know, to his or her business, right? right. In their uh, community, <laughs> generally, yeah. <too>, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, they are restricted by geography they have a certain budget in mind often there are trade-offs when they're budgeting for marketing versus other you know expenses and other staff etc company like ours signpost we are a b2b or business to business company so we sell all, all across the united states and we sell primarily to businesses rather than to homeowners Plumbers are our customers, right, right? right? Along with other contractors who are looking for ways to uh, attract homeowners, looking for ways to build their brand in their communities and ultimately grow their businesses. Right. So that local business that works in a community, obviously they, they want people, generally speaking, in proximity for a lot of businesses mm -hmm. to to be able to go online and find them. I mean, that's obviously the major difference. And in, in my experience, especially lately, if, if they're not finding you in maps and things like that, it's almost like you don't exist because so many people are making their purchase decisions that way. What about that business that has 
10 locations? Do they have a, a, a different problem, a different challenge? Do they need to be optimizing for all 10 locations? How does that kind of change their calculus when it comes to, to online local marketing? Absolutely. And, you know, we work with businesses that have one to 10 locations right. is just an example. Right. That would be our sweet spot. You know, the single location is going to be solving for slightly like different problems than someone operating a business at 10 locations. Sure. Like they're thinking about scale and achieving economies of scale, right? Depending on how they're set up, you know, across multiple communities or multiple states, you know, they may have different um, needs in terms of their marketing strategies, their reach, the software that they invest in. However, they, you know, the things that they have in common are the basics, right? You mentioned showing up on Google Maps. Right. Like if your right. business is not optimized for that, you're not part of the conversation. A homeowner is not going to find you and pick your business. Yeah, the, so, so let's jump right to what makes Google Maps happen. The Google business profile for a lot of businesses is, I mean, we work with businesses. It's probably the most important aspect. I mean, it's scary because it's owned by somebody else, but it it's, it's probably the most important aspect at having it optimized, having the right signals there, having lots of good reviews, but obviously showing up. I mean, that, 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 you know, for a lot of local marketers is maybe job one. I mean, so what advice, I, I know you work with business owners, helping them optimize that uh, tool. So what, you know, what advice, I, I'm sure people come to you all the time, say, I want to show up in that thing. <laughs> of course you do. What do we have to do to show up in that thing? You're absolutely right, John. The Google business profile, also formerly known as Google My Business, is probably the most important thing you can do to establish your right. business's presence online. And everyone wants to be in what we call that local three pack, mm -hmm. right? When someone searches for plumbers in your area or roofers, et cetera, you want to be one of those businesses that's in the top three that are most obvious to those homeowners looking to solve a problem. The real challenge, as you alluded to, is that, you know, that is somewhat out of our control, right? right. There are basics that we can do to invest in improving that profile, like first claim it. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, if a business hasn't claimed their presence on Google, you know, they're missing out on this free opportunity to be found and chosen. So that's number one. But beyond that, there are optimizations to do, right? Link it to your website, link it to your scheduler. Add photos of your team and the great work that you do. Make sure your phone number's right. You know, I just went over to uh, a granite countertop business over my lunch break a few minutes ago. And you know, I told them, hey, I've tried to call you for two days and your number's not ringing through. Right? So we'll get into what happens next in terms of a homeowner making that next step. But Getting all that critical information is, you know, absolutely essential to showing up online. And of course, I, I don't want to leave out customer reviews. Right. We don't know the perfect Google formula to, you know, what enables a business to rank in that three pack, but we do know reviews are an important part of that. So having a lot of reviews, ensuring you've got a consistent um, stream of them over time is really important. Yeah. And, and actually, I think they are giving some pretty good clues these days, because if you do a local search, a lot of times what they surface will say, 
well, these words were in some of the reviews. I mean, and they'll actually show you some of those reviews. So we obviously know that they are, that they are using those really almost like keywords in, mm -hmm. in the past for optimization. One of the things that of course, over the last 10 years, let's say has dramatically changed for local businesses is just the way people buy. You know, everybody wants to talk about how all the changes in these platforms and new, you know, new networks and things that show up, but it's really the consumer behavior, you know, has really changed dramatically. And I would say that even comes to referrals. So referrals are for local businesses, word of mouth for local businesses, still a huge uh, way that they generate business. But it used to be, if I went across the fence and asked my neighbor and they said, oh, you should call this remodeling contractor, I just picked up the phone and I called them. You know, today I go and I do a full review of them, you know, to before I ever call. So how has that, how has that, what I just described, kind of changed the game for local businesses? Yeah, it definitely has. And you've perfectly described how homeowners have shifted their behavior right? We'll still have those conversations with friends and neighbors and trust what they say, but then we're going to go online to verify what we learned, right? So if my neighbor tells me, hey, work with this contractor, he did a great job, I still need to go on Google to figure out how to get in touch with him, right? Yeah, right. If I see something lower than a four and a half or four stars, I'm going to start to question right. that recommendation. Right. These are people who are coming into homes and you know doing an important job. And, you know, if the quality of the reviews isn't aligned with that recommendation, I'm going to start doing my homework. I'm going to start looking at other providers in my area. Yeah. But that's one way. I think also, you know, first and foremost, people are starting that search on Google. Right. That's where the majority of people yeah. are starting. But there's this other class of referral that I don't want local business owners to miss out on. And, and that's the conversations that are happening in Facebook groups sure. on Nextdoor, you know, especially when it's a tougher project. And for instance, I can refer back to the contracting project I'm working on right now. It's a smaller job. It's not a mansion, but I do have a renovation planned. And, you know, I had a hard time connecting with the contractor through traditional means, right? Like filling out contact forms and calling yeah. people. Yeah. So I went on Nextdoor and posted. I went in Facebook yeah. groups to post and yeah. asked people, you know, who do you recommend? And I got a lot of responses that way. Yeah. So it's another yeah, important thing to keep uh, an eye on. Are you an agency owner, consultant, or coach that works with business owners? then I want to talk to you about adding a new revenue stream to your business that will completely change how you work with clients. For the first time ever, you can license and use the duct tape marketing system and methodology in your business through an upcoming three-day virtual workshop. Give us three days and you'll walk away with a complete system that changes how you think about your agency's growth. The duct tape marketing system is a turnkey set of processes for installing a marketing system that starts with strategy and moves to long-term retainer implementation engagements. We've developed this system by successfully working with thousands of businesses. Now you can bring it to your agency and benefit from all the tools, templates, systems, and processes we've developed. To find out when our next workshop is being held, visit dtm.world slash workshop. That's dtm.world slash workshop.
so many of the home services industries right now are swamped and I mean, getting somebody to even call you back right now is gotten, uh, much more difficult than you would think it should be is, hasn't it? So, so mm -hmm. let's jump back to uh, reviews. You mentioned that 4.5. I've actually seen some interesting research on that, that, that says 4.6, 4.7 is actually the perfect score. And that's because I think as consumers, we see 105 star reviews and we kind of go, ah, nobody's perfect. <laughs> and so I think that's interesting. You actually want a few three-star reviews that you can respond to in a public way, I think, because it, it, it feels more believable. But I know I work with a lot of businesses that have customers that love them, but they still can't get reviews. So how do we get those reviews from customers that seem to be happy? Yeah, you're absolutely right about, you know, these mid four star reviews are great, yeah. right? No business is perfect and they'll make mistakes and you'll see the occasional irate customer that right. adds to the authenticity of the reviews that are there. Right. So it's so painful and so personal, right. especially when a business gets a, a one star review. But sure. the recommendation here is to bury it with positive reviews. Sure. You, know, yeah. you asked how, right? It's all comes down to putting a process in place and you know, getting your team behind it and ensuring that you have the right tools. Yeah. So for example, I see teams all the time who, you know, wrap up a job, they have a happy homeowner right there and, you know, fail to take the extra step and say like, you know, hey, are you happy? And, and if so, would you mind writing a review for our business? You know, these matter to us. They help us find more homeowners just like you and, you know, it'd be, mean the world to us if you did. That's one, you know, making that ask personal when you wrap up every job. And number two is actually following up, right? Yeah. You've yeah. got to make it easy for the homeowner. If they can't find your Google listing, if they can't find your Yelp listing, even if they have the best intentions, they're going to move on with their day, right? They're going to yep. go somewhere else like they wanted to do it but it wasn't easy and, yeah. and that's where tools like signposts can really make a difference right you shoot them a text message you shoot them an email goes right to your listing link and takes several steps out of the process and ensures that it gets done yeah i, I it, it's funny but uh, you know qr codes are certainly having a, a day again right because um, we all got used to ordering our hamburgers with them. And yeah. uh, so I'm seeing more and more people put those on business cards and things you know, for reviews because it is actually, everybody knows how to do it now. You know, you, you're seeing them in ads on television. And things. I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny because they were hot 10 years ago and then they just kind of went away. But they're really, so, so to your point of making it easy, certainly a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, QR codes are a great tool and, and you used to need a separate app to read them, right. but now we can read them through the cameras on our yeah. phones. And, yeah. you know, that's a great DIY way to leave behind a, a card yeah. with the customer, no matter yeah. what business you're in, like they know how to use them yeah. now. Yeah. It's so, kind of like when pod, it's kind of like when podcasts first came out, it was very hard to listen to them. And then when Apple put the app right on the iPhone, all of a sudden podcasts took off as well. Oh, so, yeah. so what about all the, one of the things I know frustrates some business owners, but I think it's, it's like back in the day when it's like, do you, you have to take credit cards and checks and cash, you know, now you have to be online and in chat. You have to use SMS. You have to have appointment scheduling because people are going to, people want to interact with you the way they want to interact with you. 
how do you manage all of those various channels? Yeah, it's incredibly difficult. And this is where technology and other services can make it super easy. I referenced that granite countertop store. Mm -hmm. My first preference was not to call them, but they forced me into it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So I will not always do that because I would like a path of least resistance. And that's what homeowners and customers are really gravitating toward. Like I send way more texts a day than make phone calls. And I think that's common across the population. So if I can get a quick answer, you know, through text message or through chat, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take out the friction of a phone call. But that's like, that's very difficult for businesses to manage if they're using like their traditional tools, yeah. like you know, the owner's cell phone and right. you know, the team member's cell phones and, you know, a chat widget. If it's not be there. Integrated, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's not integrated, yes, it becomes overwhelming. Right. right. And you have to hire someone to manage all of that. That's where signpost helps to make easy is to bring all of those messages into one place. So you don't have 50 tabs open of leads coming from different sources that can come into one dashboard, right? And you've got all your messages there where you can fire off quick replies or automated replies too, which is really important. You know, if you miss a customer's call, for example, our system can send a text and ensure that customer was heard, right? We got your message. We'll get back to you. And that enables you to start a text conversation. Right. With them, you, you can you say, know, while you're waiting, here's the 27 projects we did last week, right? Yeah. Exactly. You can customize yeah. that reply. You can send your scheduling link. You yeah, can get yeah. them kind of moving down the funnel of making a decision of whether they're going to hire you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great differentiator too, because a lot of people may maybe call three people, you know, Sunday night, you know, waiting for them to all come call them back Monday morning. And uh, yeah. all of a sudden you've advance the ball a little bit. By exactly. Yeah. And people are going to hire the person who responds first. Simple in a lot of cases, as that. That's right. <laughs> Especially the environment where we're in now. It's mm-hmm. anybody who responds, they're probably going to get hired. What mm-hmm. are some industries where you think are ahead of the curve in this? And, and then I guess conversely, maybe, well, you don't have to name some that aren't doing it well, other than to say, if you're not doing it well, you can learn from these people. Yeah, I think, you know, in the realm that we're talking about, say, online reviews and communications technologies, in my experience, I've seen dental and medical offices a little ahead of the curve there. That's not to say all of them are because the issue now that we're seeing is that the software is pretty antiquated. (laughs) So it doesn't solve all of their needs. But there was a time when dental adoption of these products was quite sure. It's probably true of anybody. <clears throat> who lived by appointment, you know, scheduled all day long, you know, that, that, yep. that, the, those were probably some of the first adopters, weren't they? Yeah. Because like they, you know, they want to fill every slot in their right. day and they know if, you know, if someone cancels, didn't get a reminder as just right. an example and they're losing revenue yeah. for that spot. And it's very difficult for them to fill unless they've got a long waiting list and you know, people are available to fill those slots. Can I just complain about the people that send me an email, call me and send me a text as well? They really need to. It's like when we first got into the AI bots, you know, it's like <laughs> they've got to be done well or they're really not very helpful. <laughs> I totally agree. I think that <laughs> You know, businesses, you've got to choose one. And my recommendation is communicate in the way back that the person came in, right? 
yeah, with yeah, the exception yeah. if you miss their call you have you give them that option of texting back that's just you know a, a common courtesy right but yeah. aside from that you know people don't need to be bombarded Correct. that's not a great experience yeah. and you know that may turn them off so it's really yeah. risky yeah um, to add on to the question that you asked previously yeah. signpost really concentrates on contractors, though we serve dozens and dozens of industries. We focus on contractors because we saw a real need. You know, there are companies across the spectrum when it comes to tech adoption and, and marketing savviness. So we saw that, you know, there was a need, we had the best product market fit. And so that's why primarily we focus in that area. So we've mentioned the name Signpost. It's just signpost.com. Do you, do you want to invite anybody for the 50% off uh, special because they're a duct tape listener? Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> visit Signpost. I can't guarantee that you'll get a 50% off rate, but you know, certainly if you are a listener, you are eligible for a promo rate. So visit signpost.com. Visit the upper right corner and request a demo. Check our product out. See if it's a good fit for your company. Laura, thanks so much for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And hopefully we'll uh, get to run into you one of these days out there on the road. Thank you so much, John. Really appreciate it. Hey, and one final thing before you go. You know how I talk about marketing strategy, strategy before tactics. Well, sometimes it can be hard to understand where you stand in that, what needs to be done with regard to creating a marketing strategy. So we created a free tool for you. It's called the Marketing Strategy Assessment. You can find it at marketingassessment.co, not .com, .co. Check out our free marketing assessment and learn where you are with your strategy today. That's just marketingassessment.co. I'd love to chat with you about the results that you get. Mm -hmm.